welcome to Read Gate and Wolf, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast. I am your host and keeper, Sarah, aka Zero, and joining me today is Celeste. Uh, hello, my name is Celeste, and I play Marie Redgate, the Crooked. And Sean. Hello, I'm Sean, and I play Angus McRae, the Monstrous. And we're doing something a little bit different tonight. We'll be doing our Q&A, and to do the hosting, we will turn it over to Rosie. Hello, Rosie. Hello, everybody. I am Rosenbagger, a.k.a. Rosie, and I will be hosting tonight's show. will be uh, a series of questions to which my three guests here will answer. Points will be assigned, and by the end of it, uh, one of you will earn a boon or a bane. We'll figure it out towards the end. So make sure you got your notepads out, keeping score at home. Here we go. First question on the board. So how do you guys know each other? I've never met these people before in my life. What are we doing here? We uh, have been playing in a long-standing uh, Dungeons & Dragons chronicle, if you will, a series of episodes and adventures where Celeste keeps killing off my characters. Purely coincidental. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sarah had decided that she uh, had either played in or had researched the uh, Monster of the Week gaming system and kind of dragged uh, Celeste and I along for a first episode, if you will. And then we kind of circled back around and did some upgrades and figured out what we were doing and have started this uh, podcast. I want to point out that you, some of you guys still don't know what you're doing. And it was um, the Grandma Spider, well, Grandmother's Nursery one shot that I got these guys to play put together by um, Untitled Rice Game. And we know how much Sean loves spiders, so it was a really fun game for me. Uh, it was awful. It was horrifying. Oh, uh, that, uh, have, uh, are there any experiences, Sean, that you'd like to share about spiders? No, absolutely not. Tell me about how y'all get started with Redgate and Wolf. You say Grandma Spider was something that you ran. Was there another death by a spider? No, they, they, they survived that just, although there were a lot of notes and yelling out of in the, um, I say yelling, but it was all text chat about, oh my God, we're going to die. Quite funny to read back over. Although half of it makes no sense without the context of what was going on at the time. What was going on at the time? Spider dogs. Spiders the size of dogs, a giant spider god, um, tiny little spider. Oh god, the spiders went in the ears! Oh no! Oh! Oilers. Oh! I need to bring spiders back. Let's change the subject, please. No, you don't. <laughs> really, really don't. So yeah, to continue answering the original question, um, I thought, well, these guys have some good player chemistry and some good lols, um, and I was already in a Monster of the Week podcast with Rosie here, so I thought, well, I already know how to make one, let's make another one. And that's how Redgate and Wolf was born. Very cool. Here we go, Celeste, first question at you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when will Marie... Stop throwing Angus under the bus. Never. And how does Angus feel about that? I don't care. <laughs> Sean, don't answer. <laughs> Angus feels abused and used at every corner. <laughs> Might I point out you also threw Marie under the bus? Is that so? Hey, man. All's fair. Hmm. All's fair in what? Uh, Marie can stop whoring around, you know. <laughs> 
I believe there was a second uh, <laughs> half to that phrase. <laughs> Would you care to expand on your thought there, Sean? Well, I mean, goodness, there was uh, Daniel, then there was uh, the vampire shield. Nothing happened with Daniel. Go on. Mm-hmm. And there was Jax, and then there was uh, uh-huh. Hendrix, and then there was Craig Mater. Nothing happened with either of those. Out of control. Go on. Oh, I think that's it. I think that it. And, and now we're married, so yay. Wait, when did you guys get married? I think I missed that. Oh no, actually, no, I remember. You made you made it happen. What do you mean? <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. This entire episode is spoilers. Yep. If you're listening to this, you should be caught up by now. Episode fourteen. Yep, yep, yep. Spoilers, everyone. But yeah, going back to your original question, Marie is never going to stop throwing Angus under the bus because he is just so convenient as a scapegoat. And really, that's all Marie wants. I want to circle back to to Angus. Why does Angus keep a list? All those names. Oh, it's just, you know, things he's noticed, her fraternizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us a little bit from Angus's point of view what this area of Hendrix is like. Chock full of random spookies and a magnet for catastrophe. From Marie's point of view, what's changed uh, from her perspective? Regarding the town? Yeah. I mean, there has been one very significant change. Go on. Between the episode before last and the last episode, which I feel will be uh, very obvious. Like 30 or so years uh, in the past at at the moment. Referring to the jump back in time to the end of 1999 in Springfield. Yes. That's a big change. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's the kind of answer you were looking for, but that's the answer that I've given. Well, I was kind of looking for more of a, uh, from their perspectives about what life is like on this world that we live in. How has living in Hendrix changed their point of view? Somewhere can look boring as fuck and be interesting. Eh, hasn't really changed Angus's point of view. Because Angus is boring. He is not. There seems to be a lot of tension between Marie and Angus, and I'm starting to see some similarities in real life. Celeste is just a mean person that just bleeds over. She can't help it. She's Canadian. I need an outlet for my meanness. So this is a message from one of our fans, a question that came in. I hear you sent Celeste flowers once. Why? This is a question for Angus. For Angus or for Sean? <laughs> several, several points up for grabs here. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. I think um, her Thanksgiving was somehow messed up. and um, It's not messed up. She had it on the wrong day or something like that and was it's upset that I didn't up. wish her happy Thanksgiving in October when clearly everyone in the first world countries know that Thanksgiving is it's in, in October. In October. So... As an apology, as a joke, I sent her, I think, a small thing of flowers and uh, an I'm sorry note. And uh, that was a, it wasn't that big. It was a handwritten note for some poor shop attendant had to write, sorry, you're Canadian, on some flowers that they were sending out. Another example of the great chemistry between Sean and Celeste. (laughs) You definitely picked some real winners. 
By the way, where are my flowers, Sean? Yeah, Sean. I mean, I, I could send them, but, you know, apparently they're going to take a year and a day to get there by the time the eagle flies all the way over there, meets up with the dingo to cross over from Australia, and a kiwi floats across on a little leaf being towed by a platypus to get to you. So, Is Australia known for dingoes? Yeah. What's a dingo? It's like a coyote, kind of. Yeah, they're actually very precious. Their bite force is amazing. I thought that Australia was known for like kangaroos and koalas. Well, them too. Uh, now that we're talking about how great things are, why don't you all tell me what's your favorite part about Monster of the Week? It's a game system. I, I just like how versatile it is. Like you can make anything work. I'm sure Sarah loves. What do you mean? You guys haven't done anything crazy. Of course not. I mean, it's been pretty sedate. Killing kids? Whatever. Oh, yeah, killing kids. Yes, yes. That's all Sean, though. Stopping a threat. <laughs> Threatening to kill kids. She was going to kill Marie. She had to go. Aww. Oh, he cares. Anyways. <laughs> it be rear entrances for libraries. It can be... I, just, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> can't think of any other rear entrances? Rear entrances to the church. It's rear entrance to the tavern. Best thing about Monster of the Week, everything has a rear entrance. There's also a lot of windows to climb through and to break and to jump through. Tavern windows, hospital windows, the list goes on and on. Our windows. Library windows. Did we break the library window? Yeah, you punched it. Uh, yeah, probably. When you botched your lockpicking roll. Ah, again, tough lock. Hey, <laughs> one thing Marie has. Tom, what about you? What's your favorite thing about Monster of the Week? I would, I would have to agree that it's a very open-ended uh, gaming system. You can really make it uh, work for you. It's very malleable. Uh, there's a few things that I, you know, I'm not a fan of. But uh, usually you can work that out through storytelling or just some of the other mechanics involved. Uh, it's, it's not a bad system at all. It is very similar to other uh, open systems uh, in the way it does its, its rolling and everything like that. So it's, it's not bad. It's a fair system. Only fair, but not good. Correct. <laughs> what are the things for Monster of the Week that you had complaints about? Because we've not talked about this, I don't think. Ooh. It's it's just the mechanics of the game itself. Not a dig at you, Sarah. It's just the um, yeah, like the exchanging of damage. Um, uh, a for instance would be if Angus used a sword against a creature, say, and depending on the roll, um, they might exchange damage one for one, if you will. In reality, I, I can't picture that being a case. But again, it depends on the dice roll. the The way the mechanic works, that it, it does work. It's just it, to me, it's a little odd from the realistic standpoint of it, but... It's not turn-based like D&D is. It's more, there's a chunk of time you guys go in and fight each other, and this is the result of that fight that you have. And, and I think that's, that's what's difficult for me to wrap my head around because most of the games I have played are turn-based like D&D or a bunch of the White Wolf stuff where it's, well, the original White Wolf stuff, which was turn-based, whereas now, uh, like with Monsters of the Week and some of the other systems out there, they are open-ended at, it's more of a story being told, uh, much like you described in the beginning, where we're telling a story, tell me what you want to do, we'll work it out with the mechanics, 
and go from there. And here's the result based on A, B, and C. So a lot of it is just me wrapping my head around it because it's new, uh, new to me, I should say. Like I said, it's a fair system as far as, you know, fair, uh, a fairness to player and uh, keeper. And it's entertaining and allows you kind of really to, to really think and to kind of imagine and use that theater of the mind to say, all right, well, this is what I would do. You know, I've watched, you know, Supernatural, I've watched Buffy or whatever the case may be, some kind of Supernatural-esque television show or story or whatever you're doing um, and kind of go, all right, well, I've seen characters do this. Is this realistic enough that I can try and pull this off based on A, B, and C? And not so much having to worry about um, stats, if you will, like uh, say D&D as as an example for what we're used to. And just being able to go, all right, what's really in the human capabilities? What's based on my character? What could this character physically or feasibly complete uh, in the tasks that's set before them? And just kind of making it go from there and telling the story. Yeah, the dice essentially just say how well uh, what you tried to do went or didn't go because there's also the element of the whoever it is you're up against they they could be just as well or bad yeah the focus is totally more on the story it adds it adds a bit more consequence if you will to action uh that are taken as opposed to certain other gaming system where there's yeah there's consequence based on certain things but this is kind of i don't want to say set based on the rules and the dynamics of it but it definitely shows that consequence to an action you take. So you can't immediately just run up to somebody and hug them, if you will, without them going uh, no and kind of pushing you off or attacking you, whatever the case may be. So I guess in that aspect, the exchange of damage, let's go back to that example, fits. But it's just, it's for me, it's getting used to that and thinking about, oh yeah, this isn't this, this is this. It, it just like, takes into account, you know, real life experiences as well, because all, all of us have different experiences in life and different things that we do or have seen. So it just, it adds a different aspect to it, which again, is good. Now, I have a question for you regarding that statement you just said, Sean. Do you often try to hug people and then they attack you? <laughs> that seemed like a very specific uh, scenario. I was going for the grappling side of that. But <laughs> yesterday I attempted to hug somebody and they did not like that. So it is what it is. Mm. So there's a lot of debating going on tonight. There's a debate amongst fans, and I, for one, am not up to date on what this could potentially be. But this is a pressing matter in the minds of millions. Will Red Wolf ever be a thing? He means shipping between the two main characters. I'm sure they can be shipped. I'm sure it's happened where they are shipped, possibly. Hello, Ollie. (laughs) Very fitting conversation for you to join. Oh, Ollie has entered, meaning we are starting into the bonus rounds. Once again, we have bonus round has started. Double points here. Are you going proper game host with it? We have everyone at home keeping score, so I don't have to mention it quite as often. Because the points don't matter. Well, I haven't made that joke yet, but I imagine fans would have figured it out by now. I'm just here to steal your jokes. Mm Mm-hmm. Always here for the uh, quick fire round here in a few minutes. We we got to wait for this round to finish. Okay. I think we're done with this round, actually. You don't get to decide that. <laughs> we're still into the parts of what Sarah likes to talk about with Monster of the Week. She's always rushing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you got to take it slow. Let it build up. Yeah. That way, everything just... Finishes so much better. 
It makes the conclusion so much more satisfying. Mm-hmm. The most satisfying climax. It's all about the climax. <laughs> I think the question you guys were trying to answer was if Red Wolf, the shipping name, would ever be a thing. Well, that doesn't need answering. We all know the answer. It's just too obvious. I, I, I am the only person out of the loop. So please, anybody who would like to explain to me what this Red Wolf ship name is. Ollie? Um, they, they decided to buy a ship and they named it Red Wolf after their couple name because they are a couple. They're in the, they're in the, the we don't want to be together stage, but it'll, it'll get there. It's progressing. What kind of ship did they buy? Uh, I'm glad you're asking the important questions here. They actually bought one much akin to the HMS Victory, a pr- proper classical ship with sails and everything. Oh, unfortunately, that is a wrong answer, Ollie. We were looking for a relationship. Damn it. I, I tried. Back to you, Sarah. Me? What about me? I don't know. You had more things to say, I thought. At the moment, I don't see how they could get together, but as Ollie said, they're in that phase of hating each other stage of the relationship. But, you know, further down the line, depending on how the narrative goes, and if Celeste and Sean can actually get through something like that, it's possible? You mean you don't see how? They, they live in a honeymoon suite. Sean talked about how the world is pretty open-ended and how you pretty much get to role-play through things that mechanics don't necessarily specify. And you as the keeper you get to actually throw in mechanics to you know break up that conversation to make some sort of meaningful impact on the story. How much of an impact you as a keeper have on Red Wolf and the overall events in Hendrix? Well, Rosie, they are apparently married. This is this is true. That's true. Woke up, married. Crazy, crazy how that just magically happened. <laughs> right, right, Sarah? Eh. Such a, a weird coincidence. I throw these things in there, it's up to them whether or not or they want to run with it or, you know, totally argue about it and blame each other and, and storm off, so... Why not both? It's what makes the eventual climax so much better. You've got to go through all of these hardships first. <laughs> very long, very hard. No. A lot of ups and downs. No. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Sean, I can't believe you went that crude about it. Sean, what the hell? I couldn't think of any more puns. <laughs> Talking about something completely unrelated. What's wrong with you? Oh my god, so much editing. Leave it all. <laughs> now, Celeste, that was you. <laughs> I know. That makes it worse. Um, next question. All right, I'm going to need... Celeste, you to kind of get in Marie's character. So how do you get into Marie's character and do that right now real quick? Ask Jax how to get into Marie's character. (laughs) That's the point, Ollie. Well, Rosie, I think about bad puns and that just really gets me in the mindset that Marie would have. Just very, like, disappointed. (laughs) I guess. All right. Well, I need you to be very disappointed right now because in character as Marie. I am. I need you to tell me what your honest thoughts about Angus are. 
very much a Dear Diary, Tribal Council of Survivor, heart to heart. Like the secret camera in like Big Brother. <laughs> Whatever reality TV show you need to be able to answer this, that's what you're on. You know, he's probably like a good person, but maybe maybe he's not a good person. <laughs> If that makes sense. Like, he probably has good intentions, but maybe does things the wrong kind of way. The road to hell kind? Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. But, like, for right now, pretty pretty top-tier partner. Platonic partner, you freaks. So you're the one saying that you partnered up with the Dogman. I believe it's actually Wolfman. Hey, whatever the two of you want to call it, that's fine. Just keep <laughs> it away from our children. Yeah, we need to keep him away from the children. <laughs> because he'll kill them. Very naive in, like, the worst kind of way. <laughs> Probably kind of dumb with that kind of stuff. Which is really weird, considering he's, like, a wolfman. I think to have more experience with, like, trying to cover up that he's a wolfman instead of just, like, flying out of hospital buildings as a werewolf. If y'all weren't in Hendrix and you crashed cars elsewhere, do you think you would have been able to develop and blossom into the relationship you have now? Could you define the, the relationship that we have now? You could give your definition of that. Well, we did hear that you were married. <laughs> but we can get back to that later. Let's get Sean in here. Yes. All right, Sean. How do you get into the role of Angus? Uh, I drank a little bit, which helps. I uh, envision Gerald Butler talking a lot. Wait, who? Gerard. Oh, Gerard. Whatever the hell his name is. Gerard Butler. Gotcha. You told me that you based Angus's voice on a mix of Sean Connery and old school Scrooge McDuck from DuckTales. Yes. Ooh. I'd forgotten about that, but yeah. But then I picture Gerard, Gerard, whatever his name is, simply for the rugged looks. Right. I'm going to need you to think about that right now. I'm going to give you a few seconds, and then I'm going to ask you, as Angus, tell me your honest thoughts about Marie. Oh, well, Marie, she's not really trustworthy. She's sneaky, and she's a thief. Can't really trust her, ever. She's a woman. She's tiny. She needs protection as well. She's not really used to the different things that go boom with the night. She's only recently been exposed to that, so she's vulnerable. I think she's she's been used to quite a few bumps in the night recently. I was going to say, who else has been introducing Marie to bumps in the night? I feel weird about talking about Marie without her here, so let's go ahead and bring her in. All right, so, uh, so now that we've had the two of y'all muted, Sarah, I'm going to ask that you deafen yourself. Oh, 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 oh. Doesn't work though. She edits the episodes. Yeah, well, she can make us say anything. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Bye. All right. In no particular order. Uh huh. What are your thoughts of Sarah as a keeper? She's always losing things. Terrible at keeping them. <laughs> this is actually true. Papers. Notes. Fees. Did you say keys or bees? Bees. Both. Have you ever seen her with a bee? <laughs> no, because she loses them. 
You know, fair point. Saro is a great keeper. We love everything they do. Everything. <laughs> they keep our characters alive. That has no bearing on our answers. <laughs> that said, they cannot kill me or they kill Marie and they cannot kill Marie and, and Angus because they're the names they're in the podcast. So, <laughs> Nah, we don't have plot armor. That was just being wolf. True. They, okay. As long as there's a wolf. See, Marie's safe. As long as there's a wolf, there's a way. Is that racist that one of your names and the other one's just wolf? I don't know. Sean, do you want to weigh in on that? Oh, yeah. I'm just used to being the expendable one. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I, I do like her as, as a keeper. I do think she does a good job with how open, like Sean was saying, Monster of the Week is so open. I think Sarah does a good job with keeping it on track it's a lie some of the teachers bet i mean there was some time travel there was some wibbly wobbly i don't know i don't think we fuck around too long at places unless we want to be at those places just gonna leave that there <laughs> you're saying Rita doesn't uh fuck around in one place too long <laughs> <laughs> she was actually on like a multiple city hopping adventure when she crashed into Angus. So what you're saying there, Mm -hmm. by admission, is Mm -hmm. that you went from person to person and then you just Uh fell right into Angus. And now it's he's Uh the only one. That's it. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. You heard it here. Anyways, uh, I'm going to tell Sarah to get back in here. Yeah. I don't like how you twist my words. <laughs> That's no twisting. Oh, Sarah, she was talking all sorts of shit, man. <laughs> yeah, we had to stop her. I'm pretty sure it was Sean talking all the shit, but sure, go on. Talk shit, get hit. Sean actually couldn't couldn't get a word in edgewise about talking shit. No, he had, he had a chance. Uh, well, you took a breath. He made a statement, regardless. Uh, so... Some of y'all have talked a lot about game mechanics tonight. There's a game mechanic that I haven't seen before that you've introduced, the Boon and Bane system. Where did you get that? Did you come up with it? And tell me about how that's impacted your game so far. Uh, yeah, I, I borrowed this from an actual play Pathfinder Twitch stream that I used to watch on the regular. Shout out to Dragons and Things. Obviously, they were working in real time and applying those donations to various boosts as they came in. I thought it would be fun if the audience could nudge the fate of these characters by offering a boon, which is a plus one to a character of their choice, and the character can then use it for a role of their choice, or a bane, where I can say, no, you've now got a minus one to that role. Why does everybody hate me? <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you mean? Yeah, so far we've, we've gotten... Um, Banes only for Sean. Uh, no one has bought any Banes for um, Celeste. <laughs> but yeah, there have been a few boons. I think I've only handed out one Bane so far, but I can't remember when that happens. Um, but it has happened, I think. Wow, this is really great of me. Usually, you know, I'm like revel in the whole, aha, I'm evil to Sean. But yeah, this is just escaping me at the moment. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about bees? Are you going to send me bees in the post now? Oh my god, that's a great idea. 
I mean, I think we started it in February, March. But yeah, a few people have taken advantage of it. And now if people do, they also get a Regate and Wolf sticker. So I will plug that uh, if you would like to gift a Bane or a Boon, I guess, if you want to help the players. And get a sticker, you can go to our coffee page. That's ko-fi.com forward slash wolf and just follow the instructions there. We should make an OnlyFans account. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, uh, I'm going to second that. Hold on. But no, because they, like, they're changing their like audience and their platform and stuff, you know? It's not just the classic OnlyFans that you know. It's It's going to be like, Cooking videos. This feels like one of those things where you've been caught on OnlyFans. You're like, it's not just for sex. I promise. Uh, there are there are legitimate things on here. There's articles in there. No, like they're le- they're legitimately like banning porn from their platform, which is crazy. Yeah, we get it. It's just how you get your news. Wait, what? Isn't that the whole point of OnlyFans? Look, man. He's gonna be well versed in OnlyFans. Maybe we could just get Sean to wear a kilt, and we won't watch it, of course, but, you know, we get Sean to do whatever on there, and I'm sure the fans will love it, especially if he uses the accent. Wouldn't someone have to edit it, Sarah? No, he can. (laughs) And then Celeste with a rope. I'm sorry? A rope? Yeah, where this is going is entirely dependent (laughs) on the location of that rope. (laughs) I was thinking of thieving tools and rope. I don't know. Rope? Well, you know, like when you like cat thingy down down a thingy, Mission Impossible style, you know. When you cat thingy down a thingy. Well, I was thinking Catwoman, like that's not a thing. Mission Impossible, you know. I don't think she repels down many like elevator shafts. I remember Catwoman in Mission Impossible. <laughs> oh yeah, my favorite side character. Yeah, remember when she did the thingy? <laughs> down the thingy. Oh, yeah, with the probe, of course. Of course, yeah. With the probe? What? I do... I do... See, with the probe? The probe? What? Are you hearing what you want to hear? I thought I heard probe. Wow. What's the next question, Rosie? Yeah, what's the next question, Rosie? <laughs> All right, so if you could add an NPC to Hendrix in the Red Gate and Wolf Cannon that isn't already there, who would it be? an apple and make like a fruit salad wait what uh, what there's like there's grape there's there's tomato did i say the question wrong <laughs> no she's adding npcs have been named after you know there's deputy faye grape there's tomato you named oh yeah okay i was confused at first i was like wait a minute an apple i was like I just noticed she circled back around to salads again, so I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> what what kind of NPC would you guys like to see? Not Dean Winchester. I don't know, man. Why not? Listen, man, Tantrix already tried to kill me. Dean is actually successful, so. Ah. So you don't want another hunter that's capable of actually killing you. Got it. Is that why Jax hasn't come back? Eh, I'm not too concerned about Jax. Uh, NPC I would like to see is uh, someone from Angus's past. Ooh. 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 Mm. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, you want to chime in on that? I quite like a, a... I was just thinking of generic town jobs, and I think it would be cool if there was a 
burly Fireflight character. Uh, I would just say an ordinary Fireflight character, but it's Sarah, so it would, it would of course be some burly man. You kind of implying that I've got a thing for Angus here, but I don't. That's not what I was implying. I was I was just thinking. Well, I feel like the sheriff person, who I forget the name of, or deputy, whatever his name is, the one that likes Marie. Oh, that's Mater. Oh, Craig. And Joel. I picture both of those people as, like, big, semi-muscly men. Really? No. Is this just saying something about me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. What's going on in your fan art there, Ollie? Well, speaking of fan art, <laughs> the conversations in chat the other day. Oh, no. Next question. Can I just clear up that Deputy Mater, I've always described him as being long and lanky. Yeah, I kind of envisioned him as Barney Fife. Celeste, that wasn't intentional to make you laugh. Probably the voice. <laughs> What's the voice? The voice sounds big and burly. <laughs> I don't know. Do the voice. Well, howdy, Miss Marie. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's not the voice at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I say things and they're, they're wrong. It doesn't happen often. No, nah, it happens to Celeste all the time. Fuck you. And Joel is, is not as gangly as as Mater, um, but he's sort of on the lean side, just lean muscles. He's shorter but thicker? Oh, that's not how I picture him at all. But he's a mechanic. Can't he be muscly? Ollie's pushing for two burly dudes. Ollie has a type. <laughs> so what's the next question? <laughs> what was the last question? Did we answer it? We were, we were still on the NPC <laughs> question, and Sean hasn't had a chance to deliver an answer. I just said something made not a ridiculously uh, successful hunter that would, you know, go after Angus. But having another hunter come in just as a brief kind of thing wouldn't be too bad either. There could be some good conflict between, or, you know, just something. Just something. I think he's looking for a hunter meets the hunted role reversal sort of thing. Ah, a bit of dumb sub-action. Mm-hmm. Bit of switch. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of switching <laughs> positions, tell us a little bit about the team dynamic you've built up. I understand that that's a big part of the Monster of the Week rulebook is, you know, putting together a team to then take on some of these challenges. Did y'all take that into account when building your characters? No. No, not at all. No. <laughs> no. Tell me about your character development for Marie and Angus. Beyond the love. Yeah, uh, we're, we're talking about pre-car accident. Didn't really put that much thought into it. I'm not sure if Marie has actually had much development. Still kind of like very self-serving. But maybe that'll change. What went into you building the character? Like when you made the decisions to pick certain moves over others? Yeah, because you guys rebuilt your characters between the one shot that we did that wasn't recorded and um, the beginning of this podcast. And mistakes were made. Oh, that's too far back, man. I know for Angus, it was some of the background, in essence, was some of the background involved with him. Although one might say that it's somewhat the same. Werewolves are, are fairly prominent. Beasts like that are fairly prominent in Scottish mythology. So I kind of took a little bit of that and uh, kind of ran with it. And who doesn't like a Scotsman? Am I right, Ollie? I'm going up to Edinburgh on Sunday, so I'm obligated to say yes. Oh, boy. I know my audience. 
Now, tell me what went into making Marie. What are some things that maybe you had but took away? It was more changing stats is what I did. Like I kept the same moves. I wanted to change something, but I couldn't because I felt like the Imstone from just the one-shot session that we did was such an integral part of Marie's character. Yeah, that would have been the one thing that I changed, but I, I couldn't get rid of Steve. Yeah, she named him, too. <laughs> did I? Were you the one that decided that you have to rub the rock to get it, too? I believe that was Sarah. That was me. Made the rock start buzzing and stuff. That was messed up. I didn't intend that to be dirty at all. I just was like, oh, how is he going to get her attention? Of course. Yeah, no, you couldn't have like a little voice saying, I was like a vibrating phone. Yeah, the buzzing rock in her pants. And you didn't think (laughs) I said in her pocket. Do you know us? It could have been like a shirt pocket. Oh, which I guess makes sense. It could have been the jacket because most girls' pants don't have pockets. This is very true. And it makes me upset. Marie's do. Marie's made of pockets at this point. That's the character development. At least one. Shut up, Sean. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What happened to you in your life that made you like this? He's an only child. I'm an only child. What are you trying to say? <laughs> so, Sean, what went into Angus? <laughs> I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> what would it be Angus? Can you tell us about his pockets? <laughs> My goodness. Y'all need Jesus. He's got a sparring because he's wearing a kilt. He's got less pockets than um, Marie. Yeah, mine's artificial. Wait, what? <laughs> a sparring would be, you know, an artificial pocket. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly what he did. Help. So what's the next question? Sarah, obviously this group of characters we have here, including myself, including Ollie, very hard to keep on track. How do you take what happens here? And I guess really this question is going to go over some people because a lot of what we've done now is getting cut out. How are you able (laughs) to keep a game on track and then condense it down into what we hear today. I don't. You know, any day, whether it's a morning commute, your afternoon doing chores, anytime's a great time to listen to podcasts. So go ahead. Excellent example of not being able to herd you cats. But yeah, no, I'm, I don't really. I, I let them go crazy. We give them enough rope to tie themselves up and strangle themselves with. And yeah. I sometimes cut things out. There's actually a word for that. Beat Marie has rope. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and every so often just, just throw in a minion or, or something that attacks them or whatever. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing. I just kind of, we make it up as we go along for the most part. I just use the basic um, mystery outlines from the time of mystery. Although the current mystery we're recording, um, that's all me, apparently. What do you mean, apparently? It's an original mystery. Well, it's you guys as well doing your thing, but the the notes, the mystery notes, um, they're original. They're mine. You have notes? <laughs> yeah. But do you know where they are? Yeah, they're on the desk. Are they with the bees? Are you sure? Yeah. Are they with your keys? Do you know where your keys are? Yeah, in the door. Oh, man, guys. 
We were way off. Still working on the bees thing, though. Okay, anything else? Should we move on to the next question, Rosie? Uh, especially those that trying to herd Rosie is, is very difficult. So I just let him do his thing and then just kind of cut out all the puns. So there you go. Oh, I didn't want to hear bad things about me. Who's the least difficult? Or great things. That is a great thing. I make so many puns. It's unfortunate the viewers don't get to listen. <laughs> the least difficult? Probably our next guest. That doesn't count. It's too late. You already said you like Celeste better anyway, so. Well, yeah, yeah. Celeste is my favorite. <laughs> hey. So have you been the one giving all the bands? No, the bands have been coming from listeners, actual listeners. Allegedly. Very cool. Hey, Celeste is the only one who's bought boons for herself. So, I mean, Sean, if you want to do that too, go for it. I, I cheated the system. So another fan question here. Dio's spinoff, when? Dios being Hendrix's horse? Never. Can I ask who asked that question? I think it was your question. <laughs> it wasn't my question. I think it was Ray. We love you, Ray. Was it Ray? It was Mr. Ray? Mr. Ray. I think it was Mr. Ray. I want to add a bit more information on that stupid horse. I was like, oh, yeah, I was on a horse. Where's my horse? I'm looking for my horse. Can I have a horse? And I was like, oh, fuck, shut up. And then I saw on Reddit this guy, Aaron King, and he had a um, his own Powered by the Apocalypse game called Patchwork World, and it had a move in there called Horse. So you could get it when you leveled up, and then you can level up the horse. So I said, Ollie, good news. If you level up, I'll give you a horse. So he immediately stopped spending luck, which is good because otherwise he'd bring oh, in the apocalypse that's what summoned. And so now he has the option of leveling up the horse or himself whenever he gets enough fails to get the experience to level up. So the horse comes with some additional extras. So if he ever comes back... You painted that the version of me asking for a horse in a much more extreme and negative light than it actually was. Hey, from my point of view, that's how it looked. That's not how it was at all. Welcome to my world, Ali. Well, Ali is kind of like another version of Sean, in my opinion, sometimes, so it makes sense. Clearly because of my outstanding European accent. <laughs> because I'm playing an American, he's playing a European. Clearly, it works, yeah. No, just in the way how me and Sean kind of pick on each other in our games, and then in, in the example on Untitled Dice Game, how we play Joe and Maxwell, it's kind of a similar... I don't know what you mean. No sex involved with Sean, but, you know, the picking on each other thing. Nope, I think we get on really well. You just said that I was being mean. No, in character. Out of character, we hate each other, but uh, in character is Joe and Maxwell. Oh, yeah, totally. So, yes, yeah, so if you are interested in a really crazy alternative to Monster of the Week, go check out um, Aaron King's Patchwork World. It is crazy. One of the moves is you can ride a leek, you know, the vegetable. Insane moves are, are available in that one. This horse level-up system is so slow, by the way. I'm taking any excuse to roll just to get the fails so I can level this up. You're no longer on the show, so... We I know, but that when I was... My objective is now has changed completely to just fail constantly. Please go to the next question. Here we go. Angus or Sean, whichever one, one of you wants to answer. What clan 
is your tartan. 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 <laughs> Sarah and I actually talked about this, and I can't, I have to, I have to scroll back because I don't remember off the top of my head. Family tartan, blue, black, and green is what you said. Holy shit. Does your clan have a name, by the way? Is it just the McCrae's or? The, yeah, the McCrae's. And what colors did I say? With blue, black, and? Green. Probably be a subsect of the uh, Campbell of Argyle. But where is the red? Or the red gate? The red came from Marie, and also the blood of his enemies. Mm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there should be red on his um, parton. There usually is by the end of a mystery. Yeah, his own. Thanks, Sarah. Oh, and that, you know, that young girl you ripped her throat out of, but I think you were naked at that point. Wait, what? That makes it worse. I mean, he was in <laughs> werewolf form, <laughs> so he didn't need clothes. So there was fur. Hmm. <laughs> yep. Yes. Anyways. Here, I got a great question. Do you guys have a favorite NPC? Who and why? I like Mater because I like torturing myself. Mm, you did speak of the rope earlier, Angus. Uh, I would say probably uh, Sheriff Winters, uh, so because it seems like he's kind of salt of the earth, uh, kind of the old guard coming out, uh, just kind of moving on and uh, kind of leaving the work to the uh, younger generation, i.e. as it happens, unfortunately, to fall upon uh, Marie and Angus. So the world's kind of screwed. I mean, the wood chopping. So much wood to chop. <laughs> I honestly think my favorite character is Meadow. I think she's just like a fun character to have in the room at all times. She's always just like unexpected. She is the BBG. It's my theory. Kind of a dick, though. Yeah, she was tied uh, at one point before she became. Oh, there's a lot of rope in this <laughs> podcast tonight. What's going on there, Ollie? You want to talk about it? Do you want to share about the night that uh, Hendrix... <laughs> you tied up Meadow? Is this that, that night of Hendrix and Meadow? I mean... The important thing is that the best character is Steve. Steve! Good old Steve. He's more of a spectator right now. We love Steve. Oh, I know why I chose Steve. Why? Because I didn't want to name him Stanley, but I wanted you to do the ST name. Uh, the first yeah. one that came to mind was Steve. Yeah, the voice of Steve came from a previous D&D game, Stanley the Flame Skull Head, who these <laughs> idiots befriended and decided to take with them. And his name is Stanley. Oh, I loved Stanley. <laughs> 10 out of 10. He stayed to watch over one of Sean's characters who got turned to stone, though. Theral. Theral. Yeah, Theral. Yeah, I remember. I just like how I got you to say spectator like 12 times in a row. Ah, that was epic. Because he was talking about a spectator. Oh, yeah. Spectator, a spectator, a spectator, a spectator, a spectator, a spectator. (laughs) I think we've lost our audience. As the uh, spectator of these answers, Rosie, what's the next question? Yeah, so Sarah, what happened to the Banshee? The Banshee in Joplin that Angus was sent to investigate? No idea. We'll find out one day. <laughs> yeah, Angus never got there, so I don't know. I don't need to worry about it until um, there's a good opportunity to put her in somewhere, if that's what I decide to do one day. Angus, are you worried about it? Eh, not really. 
I want to know what Angus is doing in Mongolia in 1999. That is correct. In this game, you can ask questions whenever you feel like it. Uh, yeah. uh, he was uh, on a mission to search out the uh, alleged resurrection of Genghis Khan. There were stories of his effigy uh, roaming the countryside. Uh, there were numerous beheadings uh, and reported in various villages throughout the uh, countryside. And he was uh, simply going to check on that, make sure it wasn't like a zombie Genghis or anything crazy like that. And what was the result of that? Does Angus speak the language? Uh, it was a hoax, if you will. Um, it was actually just a serial killer. There was no actual reincarnation or, or ghost that was uh, slaying the people. It's a uh, rather morbid serial killer that beheaded people and stole their eyes. Quite gruesome, actually. Kept them in a jar. Ah, oh, Jeepers Creepers. Is that what happened in Jeepers Creepers? I don't really remember. I don't know either. I've never seen the movie. It was about eyes, and I watched it when I was far too young. And Justin Long was in it. <laughs> so, yesterday, or... Fuck you. <laughs> That's what the audience wishes, right? Sarah. No. Not really sure how to respond at times. Thanks, Wisha. What guests do you want to see come back? Haven't we only had two? Please don't look at us expectantly like that, both of you. That's not fair. For 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 points, I will say uh Jax should come back. I think Dio should return. Dios might still be there, he might be on the ranch. Bonus points to Sean. Uh, I'm actually going to dock points on Celeste for doing it just because, really, just because of the points. Wow. No, 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 no. Because we have our current mystery seems to be centered around some sort of vampire phenomenon, which Jax was involved with some sort of vampire uh, society. So I just think it would be a really like neat way to just loop him back in. <laughs> so you want baby Jack? What? How old were Jackson and Marie in 1999? Mm. Got me there, Sarah. I math hard. Forgot about the uh, the whole seven eight. Yeah, I, f- I kind of forgot about the whole uh, whole time travel thing. Jesus, Celeste. What's a decision that you've made as a character that you wish you could have taken back? Teaming up with Marie. But then how would the story happen? It'd just be a peaceful life. But then how would the story happen? Well, you asked as a character. Angus regrets teaming up with Marie. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Is Angus required to stay with Marie? For the nonce, yeah. Because Mr. Ephraim wishes it so. Mm. That's his excuse for now. While the feelings develop. Yep. She just smells so nice. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, getting getting kind of weird there. Can I ask a couple of serious questions? Um, Ollie, do you think we should address the whole mix-up with Joel and how I didn't intend for him to be a predator, but he came across that way at some point, and we're trying to rectify that? I was considering it. Well, we can put that down as a as a decision we've made, and it was an unfortunate decision, a decision I didn't realize I was making at the time. I was trying to imply that Joel is uh, confident in his sexuality. He's a bit flirtatious and very quite forward, but he's also in a town which probably doesn't have many options for him. 
So when Hendrix pops up and he's all like getting the gay vibes, I guess you could say, from Hendrix, and he makes his move and he's in the honeymoon suite with Hendrix. They've both got their shirts off and he walks around Hendrix looking him up and down. Now, I didn't mean that to be predatory. I was implying that he was stunned to see so many scars on this guy's beautiful body that he was just in awe and looking up and down at all of the scars. I didn't mean for him to come across as predatory. But Ollie was like, no, no, now he's a predator. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a mixture of that, plus uh, like you mentioned about how the characters will serve different comedic purposes or whatever. And so the fact that the bad role with Sean made it that Angus was into him, that then became a, a thing of him making advances on Sean. So that it then developed as a thing that he was kind of predatory. But yeah, was better in last episode that I was in. Yeah, because we wanted to show that he was, you know, not predatory, that he was just a guy looking for someone to be with, and it just unfortunately came out that way. We wanted to be a bit more positive with it, so we had that nice touching moment where Joel explains to Hendrix that it's okay to to be into guys, and, you know, it's normal, and while some people might frown upon that, that's, that's their problem. So, yeah, I hope we made up for it in that way and continue to make up for it. Well, that was kind of that was kind of following up on the what's what's a decision that was made that you wish you could go back and change. Yeah, that was what I was answering from the keeper's standpoint. Other serious question. Um, oh God, he's making it up on the spot. I am making it up on the spot. I can tell because your eyes are a little pointing upwards. Is Rory and Angus an only child? Do they have siblings? I don't know. Hmm. That's for you guys to find out, I guess. You'll decide in the moment when it comes up in character during recording, right? No, she, Marie has siblings. There you go, canon. What's been your favorite mysteries so far? They're all a blur. I'm blanking on all the mysteries. <laughs> Not the spider one. Not the spider one. That was pre-podcast. We, we got that. There was the introductory one with Nikita. Mm. Then there was the one with Jackson with the algae, or algae. Algigator. Then there was the one with Hendrix, I believe. Yeah, that was the record. Yeah, the record, which took fucking forever. Yeah, I didn't know that was an option, or else we would have had way more Jax episodes. And the one we're currently recording, which we haven't finished yet, which is spoiler alert, but you've probably already heard the time travel one. I don't know, they've all been unique in their own way. As opposed to being unique in the same way? Exactly, because they think, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Englishman got you there. I think I like the first one the best, just because it's set up to everything else. I was going to say, you guys did surprise me when the, we did the, the first mystery. I did not expect Marie to come out, immediately start blaming Angus for the crash and for everything, and then totally mooching off him. That was the interesting dynamic that just happened. Have you not met Celeste before? <laughs> but this is the <laughs> character. Yeah, Sean, totally different. Mm-hmm. Not really. <laughs> We should probably look at wrapping this up. 
Uh, closing question for Marie and Angus. Where do you guys see your characters going in Redgate and Wolf? Straight to hell. Does the grave count? <laughs> Either two things happen with Marie. Either very rich and retired after stealing things, or very dead because of stealing things. Stop stealing from vampires. Didn't know they were vampires, man. It, honest mistake. Happened to anyone. I'm sure it happened to Angus once. Like, Oh, yeah, the blackout shades, the coffins, upside down crucifixes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just like any other house, right? Who just read the books that Jax gave you. Jax, crazy. No such thing as monsters. Where, where's Angus going, Sean? Um, either dead or continue with his uh, in a kennel. Current employee, if you will. <laughs> I I personally think they'll either end up dead or in jail. No, 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 no. You can't contain me. Okay, monster jail in a kennel. We could busting through that like the Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah. What if it was silver bars though? Oh yeah. Well, silver's a very malleable metal, so just have to use an implement to bend it. Yeah, but it's also your vulnerability, so... If I touch it. If it's around you. This is a bad closing question. Rosie, ask another one. Yeah, I'm going to ask another closing question. Uh, Players, what has been the most surprising thing your keeper has done? Keeper, what has been the most surprising player that each of your players has done? What? (laughs) <laughs> I think you need to say that again, Rosie. Rosie, are you okay? Keeper, what is the most unexpected thing each of your players has done? Sent us back in time. I, I was going to say the fact that we're still alive is pretty unexpected, based on prior experience. <laughs> Especially for Sean. That's usually your fault. No, 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 no. Got Melo pregnant. <laughs> Hey, Ollie. <laughs> I'd actually been playing in that for a while, so that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, surprising thing. Um, Sean killing the girl in the first midstream. Why do you have to say it like that? That's what happened. <laughs> How else am I going to say it? I was just stating a fact. Sorry, Angus killing the girl in the first midstream. Slightly more acceptable. I'm not sure if Marie's done anything that surprised me. <laughs> and I don't know if that's because I would be, I, you know, I usually expect these things of Celeste now or if she's been a bit sedate. But, oh, um, going into the bathroom with Steve and having a discussion with him, that was surprising. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious, but it was surprising. I didn't expect that. What else is the girl supposed to do when a rock starts buzzing in her pocket? This was not the it's buzzing in the pocket. This, this was. Was this it was not? Like sec- no, this was like the second time you'd called him. You decided to have a conversation with him in the bathroom while Jax and Angus mm. were in the other room. That is fair. Well, now that you knew how it worked, she had to find someplace secluded. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, got to test it out. <laughs> someplace near towels. Rosie surprised me with the weed killer spray that he did up in the air to cause the algae to stay at bay by barring them with a from a space. That was surprising. It was it was ingenious too. Uh, it was hilarious that he sprayed Angus. That was also <laughs> unexpected. And Ollie, Ollie, 
I appreciate the loose grip on actual physics with that spray as we drove the car through the forest. Yeah. Yeah. Movie magic. I think Ollie just did so many crazy things that I was just like, yeah, whatever, by this point. Asking for Steve and actually getting Steve was a bit of a surprise. Did I tell you I was going to do the accent before I did the accent? You did say you were doing an accent, but you didn't give me a... um. A, uh, I didn't know what kind. Preview? Yeah, a preview. I do like not saying beforehand and then just... Yeah, because I didn't tell you anything really about the character before I started. Just because you, you, you want that first reaction to when you do <laughs> you come out with the voice. Shock value? Yeah. Yes, the first howdy when Hendrix first appeared, I think. <laughs> yeah. No one expected that. We all had to take a minute during the recording. I think we finally got a out properly. Personal highlight of my life. <laughs> Very nice, sentimental place to end it. I just want to thank Adam, Nikki, Dora, Sean, who is not this Sean, S-C-A-N, Sean, a.k.a. Grissom, and Shrimp and Crits for sending us some of these great questions. The really shitty questions did not come from these people. <laughs> I want to thank Ray for being great, generally. We love Ray. Oh, you just like Ray because he also ships um, Marie and Angus. No. Isn't Ray the one that gave me a boon? No, that was Nikki. <laughs> Sorry, Nikki. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Nikki. Nikki's actually my new favorite. <laughs> Speaking of boons, speaking of Banes, I'm sure you've always tallied up at home. You already know the answer, but we'll go ahead and say that we have run out of time. We won't be able to tally up those points. Go ahead and send in your response as to who won tonight's Q&A. And we bid you good day. Well, that was something. Uh, hopefully we managed to convey information in a helpful and humorous manner. We hope to do this again to celebrate our one-year anniversary in another six months. But in the meantime, we have a few bloopers for you to enjoy. Not the really, really innuendo-filled ones, I'm afraid, because that would be gross. Trust me on that one, they're gross. After that, there are some plugs, uh, including one-shots that I've been recently involved in, as well as where to find Ollie at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this week, and Rosie's socials and an original mystery for you. Please enjoy the multiple mess-ups we have made on our journey so far. Hello, I play Marie Redgate. That she's uh, crooked. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow, that's the energy I have to work with today. Uh... That was magical. <laughs> Hi, I'm Angus McRae. Oh, no, Jesus. And returning once more, our special guest, Ollie. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Angus McRae, the monstrous. Uh, no. Hi, I'm Ollie. Uh, I I've forgotten what I'm actually meant to say now. Perhaps then you can maybe help me with the fine then that you done stuck on me. But we can work out those details later. Sarah's losing her mind. <laughs> and I have to admit that that was... Um, yeah, phrasing. Choice words. <laughs> that was bad, considering how she just recommended you get a discount from the mechanic. Clearly not what I meant there. Uh-huh, clearly. Are you sure? For once, I'm innocent in this one.
I, I'd like to check this book out. <laughs> Sorry, that was very Russian of you. <laughs> that was very Russian. Yeah, geez. Oh, I said book back to you. <laughs> Try again. I'd like to check this book out. Oh my god, I can't do it. That was even more Russian. <laughs> Give me the freaking book. Sorry, I wasn't listening. What was that? Story of my life. I don't think I could do the pull out. <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, <clears throat> Tears stream down my face here. I pull like one of the more like traditionally dressed kids aside. Sure. You pull out. Oh, sorry. Sarah. <laughs> Never pull out. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> pull out if necessary. Always use protection, kids. The only vehicle I fancy riding is a horse and a horse dead god damn it <laughs> Damn that 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 is a mighty fine muscle you've got there. I didn't realize it was a metal horse things. Horse I'm never gonna get that right. <laughs> the the guy who works on the those carriages that don't need horses. Horses Fucking hell I can't do it Sorry. I'll keep that in. <laughs> no. Is this meant to be a police car or a blue penis? What? Where? Where is the penis? Have a guess, Sarah, between which one would be on the screen. If it has a red tip, they do make a green for that, I'm sure. <laughs> it looks like a very small. It's a siren on top. What? It's a very small car. It's a head to the size of the building. That's a very big penis. <sighs> Sorry, continue. What are you guys doing now? I don't even know. We're plugging Ollie's stuff. I, I don't oh. So, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. You're plugging Ollie? Wow. <laughs> Last oh, you right. are, like, out of control tonight. <laughs> That's not what I meant. And at least one, the last one we encountered, was listening to this music. It's a, it's a record. It's got rage trolls. Dog. Some kind of record. It's got raised tall. Dog. Oh, I, will... I don't even remember where I left off now. Oh my god, he's panting. Yes, he is. And immediately when the music stopped, they went limp. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even win. <laughs> he's just staring at me right now, just panting. That's exactly it. Well, he can't hear me, so it doesn't matter. And he, he can't see either, so I'm not really sure what he's staring at. Old man. Go look the other way. Shut your mouth. Go to sleep. Or lick the comforter, you fucking weird dog. There we go. We've settled. I've actually been in, in quite a few one-shots now. So one of them is out on Role Players, which is a Monster of the Week podcast as well, with the Sierra contingency. So go look that up. I'm playing a hexed character, my first time playing a hex. Her name is Chelsea, and she's into baking, so all of her magic ingredients are baking-related. It's quite funny. Also, I'm in a Keeper's Retreat, which has Meadow as my character, and a number of other Keepers from other Monster of the Week podcasts are also playing their main NPCs. That one's not out yet, but I will, uh, of course, promote that as soon as it is. Hi, my name's Ollie. Yeah, you can find me over at OJWH Reviews on Facebook, where I talk about films and TV and stuff, except not stuff. That's OJWH Reviews. I need to talk less quickly. 
You can also find me over on Untitled Dice Game, where I play other characters. It's a thing like this. Go go listen to it. You may find me on Red Game Wolf again if you pester Sarah. Please don't. And if you happen to be in Edinburgh next week, this week, for the if you're listening to it this week, the week of release, then the Edinburgh Fringe Festival is a thing that's happening. And I will be performing improv comedy. I, I That's a thing that I do. I, I'm funny sometimes, occasionally. What's the show called? The show is called The Tourist Board. That's the theme of the show. Yay, funny humor. Hey, uh, so first and foremost, going to start out with plugging my social media. You can find me on Twitter at rosenbagger underscore UDG. Um, I would also like to plug something that we've talked about throughout the show, which is Grandma Spider. There is actually that mystery available on Drive Through RPG. It's titled Grandmother's Nursery. It's a very special mystery to uh, not only the beginning of this podcast, but also for the beginning of my personal experience in Monster of the Week. It's the first ever game I played. Me too. Also for Sarah. Wow. Also. Uh, what about Celeste? Sean, was that y'all's first Monster of the Week as well? It was. Ollie? Yeah. Wow. Grandma Spider really gets around. Wow. So this was actually all of our first mysteries. Uh, it's a fantastic mystery. It's super simple, super open-ended. You could pick it up and go uh, on drive through RPG. Uh, but yeah, that was written by your keeper, Finite Gesture, over at Untitled Dice Game. But yeah, that's all I got to plug. You can always tweet at me about questions about Monster of the Week, Rosie's Rants and Raves, or any other photography questions, which we didn't talk about any today. But yeah, that's all I got to plug. Sense.